You are now tuned into the Wake the Flock Up Network. Welcome back to the show. You are now listening to me and Baka eat while we do this podcast. Very professional of us. Every podcast eats. No one eats. Every podcast eats. Every single one? Every single one. Every single episode, there's always someone eating, but you just don't notice? Cypher Sounds and Paul Rosenberg, the Juan Epstein podcast? Yeah. Cypher Sounds is always eating. <laughs> always. Very professional. Got to get it in, man. Each one, teach one. But young Baka. You say, well, you have popcorn in your mouth. They said the one thing you don't eat when you're on radio is pop. Oh, you're doing radio, you're doing play by play announcing is popcorn because yeah. it gets stuck to you and yeah. you know how it goes. That's a good point. You're not watching the game, man. I, I figured I was going to watch it, walk in and see Golden State and Oklahoma City Dunder on the screen. Baka, I am. You're not a big sports guy. I am uh, too fucking. Um, don't tell me too busy to keep up with sports. I am. I am two days from killing myself. I have no interest in fucking. Football backs or whatever you're talking That's about. That's bullshit. You're not two days from killing yourself. Because you know who the people that Three. are two days from killing themselves? They don't say that. They don't? They don't. You know what? Uh, uh, they, they go, they, they go uh, watch out for the signs. So the signs are like when people try to give you their shit. Like, yo, do you want this? Do you want that? Do, seriously. Well, that's, like, what, that's what old people do. That's what every, <laughs> every time you come, the 70-year-old woman, you go to a house, your grandma, whatever, whoever it is, yeah. she's about 70. You say, oh, oh, I like that dish. Take you it. like it, take it, take it. Because they want all the stuff given away yeah. when, the, when they go. Yeah. I believe that. What's yeah. the second sign? Um, obviously, them talking about it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there's also like um, um, the clothing, like where they're wearing. A lot, a lot, sweats. Well, it's a lot more sweats. They look like jeans and and uh, shirts that say funny slogans on them, but no one laughs at them. They just look at them really stupid. They're unshaven. Yeah. They don't shave. Uh, you know, they don't manscape, you know, stuff like that. Just your average shit like that. Well, you can't kill yourself because then I'll be looking like a complete asshole if I just ignore all the stuff that you've been saying for the last two hours. <laughs> like, Baka, you didn't, you, you, could you, yeah. But, well, I, I didn't know. Well, in my, in my letter, I say, Baka did it. That's mm-hmm. all it's going to say. It's not going to, they're like, how he hung himself? How did he do it? Baka did it. She's going to say, Baka did it. I used to be extremely depressed when I was a kid. Yeah. Where they put me on medication mm. for about five years. Yeah. Um, so I would take the medication. I'm about I'm about 10, 11 years old. I would take the medication. And then but it always made me feel I was like half asleep. I was just like going through the motions of the day. So at a certain point, well, they gave me the medication. I would stick it under my tongue. And then when they left, I spit it in my dresser drawer. But I was a kid, so I wasn't smart enough to think maybe one day I was going to find all these bills. But I didn't want to put it in the trash can and have somebody find it as well. So for two years, they thought I was taking depression medicine, and I was just spitting it out. I, I used to be extremely depressed, man. I used to listen to a lot of extremely depressing Joe Budden music. Joe uh, Budden have a lot of depression shit? See, this is why I can't have these conversations with you. Right. Because yeah. you don't know about hip-hop. I don't know about Joe Budden. Joe Budden. Well, I'm going to send you some songs tonight okay. that help you with and your he's depression. And de- is he depressed? Is that something he talks about? It's all. It's his first four mixtapes. His first four mixtapes in his debut album is just all about him being depressed. Uh-huh. Um, is he over it? I'm, I'm, I don't know if anyone's really over it at some point, right? Yeah. He has a great line. He says, uh, 
depression just stepped in and took over shit like it's known to do i guess it said hey joe i need to be alone with you turn your phone off i need to be in the zone with you i'm the only thing you know nigga i control you nigga it's, it's pretty good and he says um so his depression's black <laughs> uh, i think everyone's depression is black the 70 year old woman that was the, my lift driver but he said uh, um he said he's he has his line he said companies want me to make that dance he said i can't make this dance music with this depression over hanging over my head and it's a great song dude it's an extremely great song i'm gonna send it to you tonight and i is want that you to listen before to before or after turn it up before what Be- turn-, turn it up turn it up pump yeah. it up pump is it pump, pump, it up? pump before pump or it after up. pump it up that was before pump it up it was all about the same time but if you but if you listen to something beyond pump it up that whole album's about to be depressed. He has a song called Ten Minutes. And he says, um he says it takes ten minutes to smoke a pack of cigarettes. So that song's gonna be ten minutes. Ten minutes. Yeah. Shit. Not if it's an amateur smoker like you. No, nah, it's all going in my eye. I'm trying nah. to figure out how to get it out of there. Well, you know, Joe Buddy used to be a big uh dusthead. He used to be addicted to uh, what, shit, Angel Dust? Angel Dust, yeah. He used to be, you know I'm doing Joe Budden's show on 27th. Oh, that's what's I'm up. I'm doing it down here in Santa Ana. Uh-huh. Uh, Santa Ana Underground, have you heard of it? Santa Ana Underground? Yeah. Mm-mm. It's a venue. It's a spinoff of the Yoast. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so I'm doing that one. They offered me Joe Budden on the 28th in LA at the Roxy, but I'm going to be spending my day up in Lancaster hanging oh, out with those bums. You're busy out there. Yeah, so... Um, if it was a different show that was in L.A. or in the Valley, like I could get somebody to, hey, Nympho, you got so you can handle it, but I can't ask anyone to go to Lancaster and not go with them. You know what I'm saying? Mm, is that f- super far from where you're at? Uh, about an hour. Oh, okay. Hour and a half, maybe. Yeah. In the middle of the desert. So, Baca, uh, I noticed a, a different face hosting. Oh, yeah? With Wes. Prince Jacobs? Is that something you want to talk about? Uh, it was just... Uh, we're looking for hosts. Slum the resident hosting. Prince Jacobs is hosting. Yeah, we got on Prince because he hosted Fresh Sunday. Okay, um, this day party that How we do you had. Do? He didn't. He didn't do that good. He he did okay. He, How do you you know what? He's really West? good. At we the West, he did really good. He didn't really host. He kind of just kept the night moving. Yeah, but he's really good at stage management. He's Part really hosting. He's really good at taking the initiative of finding this cat and putting him on. Um, by that Fresh Sunday, he was making jokes about New York City. He was like, you know how it be when you go into your girl's house, you have to jump on a six train. I'm like, yo, man, nobody, nobody out here knows what the six train is. But then he felt like he felt like we were just being a little bit harsh on him. Yeah. If you sit down with Prince, I want him to come today because he has some crazy takes on life. He does. Some of the stuff that he says just blows my mind. It's too dude. real. No, it's yeah. not. It's stupid. It's 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 it, Prince. No, it's you stupid. know what Prince is. Prince is. He doesn't have a. Like a ghetto or a, a street uh, grown up, he didn't grow up in that. Oh, if you talk to him, he was dodging bullets. When so he, was he sees the world in a different kind of like nah, an upper class way that he doesn't have this filter. Not true. That you would expect him to have. That's why he says, "Look for every white person's black privilege." Well, that's wrong. That's, can we agree? That's no, wrong. that's not wrong. Ugh. But see, you you see that, and, and he doesn't see that because he, that doesn't apply to him. So he he's able Listen to, to talk me. about. There it. isn't anything street about me. There's not one thing street left in me. You, you shook your head. You didn't think so. Baka, there, there's a there's a grime, there's a a grind. There's a grime to you. There's there's a certain level of of uh, what, what's the word um uh kind of knowledge of how real the world is, how real the world can get. There's that that he doesn't have that. Nah, but he, some of the he, stuff he says is stupid. Though. Well, some of the stuff he might say is a lot of un 
because uh, he doesn't have experiences to no, back I it think up. A lot of it's, it's him just spitting stuff out. But he doesn't. He also doesn't have the filter. That, he doesn't use the filters that you want him to use. Nah, I want him. I want to get him on the next show. Yeah, and we're gonna talk about it because uh-huh. he, we were talking about. Um, I forget what we were talking about. Female MCs, and he holds female MCs to a higher level than regular MCs. Okay. And I said that's sexist, and he says that's not sexist. Mm-hmm. I just expect more because nobody thinks that they have it. So I said, whenever you judge, you're shaking your head. That's yeah. exactly. I was yeah. losing my mind when he was trying to argue. He said, "I said whenever you judge somebody on the sex, that's sexist. So if you hold him up to a higher, higher pedestal, but you think you're doing the right thing, that's still sexist because you're supposed to you're supposed to treat the female MC and the male MC equally." And he says, "Well, I hold black people to a higher pedestal as well." I said, "That's racist." Whenever you hold somebody to a higher pedestal because of the race, whether it be Asian, whether it be black, whether it be Mexican, even if you are that race that's still racist yeah he couldn't understand he but the way he was trying to back it up is that he's doing the right thing that he's he expects more from the black man as he should be but i said once you judge anybody by the gender or the sex that's uh gender and sex gender race that's (laughs) sexism and race i can see you wanting to hold them to a higher degree or let you expect more of them but that's not even that's not even real because each person is a different Whenever you judge, world, whenever you, you judge know? anyone by sex or race, that's being racist and sexist. Yeah, I, I, that simple. I understand that. He says stuff like he doesn't. Make, he doesn't crazy. have the experiences to back that up or to like fortify that kind of thinking. See what I'm saying? Nah, but I, he I also doesn't have a filter stupid. that you kind of want him to have. I don't and that's why he says these things. I don't want anyone to have a filter. It's easier if everyone just has like, okay, we can all just move on and check these boxes. But then he'll go, oh, for every white pillar, there's a black pillar. You're like, oh, no, 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 you're not. You can't say that. That's what not, you can't black, say that. What is black privilege? What is white privilege? White privilege is how we discussed last episode. Um, but I don't look at it as, as race. I look at it as class. Okay. So you were born to a single mother in the mean streets of Anaheim. Okay. You don't have the same opportunities that somebody that grew up on the other side of Anaheim in a in a family where the father and the mother both make six figures. You don't have those same opportunities, right? Right. But how's that, how's that white privilege? I didn't say white. I, I said I judge. But we're talking about class. white and black privilege. So let's talk about I, that. I don't want to talk about white and black privilege. I want to talk about class. Well, I judge everything that's on class. What this conversation was okay, about. Okay, so what's 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 black privilege? What's white privilege? White privilege. The uh, the common man would put that into the oh they grew up in a picket fence and they have this and that. But I'm smart enough to know that there's a lot of white people that grew up in trailer homes. There's a lot right. of white people that grew up in the projects. I knew some of the white dudes that so I grew up with. White privilege. There's there's the what it, it comes with an assumption. And the exactly. assumption is, is that, that you got it better than all that books. white people that white people believe that they're better than blank race, right? So, in the case of black privilege and white, so in case of black people, they're assuming that white people think they're better than them or they deserve more. They're that's not they're, black privilege. Th- th- if we're talking, I'm talking about someone looking at into the house of, of white privilege, this is what people are thinking, right? Re- regardless of what race is looking in, they're thinking, oh, white people think. That they own everything. White people think that this is their land. White people think that's the white privilege. That's the assumption that the privilege comes with white. What does privilege mean? You pre-own something. You're privileged to something. You're privileged. You have a privilege that I don't have because whatever reason, right? The same thing with black people. Black people assume the exact same thing. Black black people have black privilege, as in like, oh, they think they own this, or that they do this, or that they deserve this when there th- there's no right or why do people want do, to be paid for slavery that their that their uh great grandfathers got you don't deserve that the way they're thinking is that put the family generations behind uh-huh 
and they're saying we should be old for that. And do we want people thinking that, or do we no. want the boot? So that's that's well, the black. That's not privilege. <laughs> I, have, I'm, I have the privilege that my yeah. ancestors were born in the slave. Privilege slavery. means you have a right to something you didn't earn. Yeah. Well, then we can. That's that's cool. A lot of people didn't. Yeah. So and and you can because, break it down that way. Well, it, it, especially it, it, in hip hop, all you have is black privilege everywhere. What is black privilege in hip hop? That you assume you own something, black dude. I've met. I'm not saying everyone because that's a stupid statement. I've met enough black people, black MCs, but they assume because they're you're they're black that they're automatically given some right to rap. It's like, bro, you don't you don't. How many Mexican MCs you know? A couple know. hundred. Yeah, couple hundred. sure, hundred. I don't know. I no, know. Cu- I know. It's, I know it's some. A couple hundred. Okay. I know a couple hundred Mexican MCs. Okay. I know a couple hundred black MCs. Okay. I know a couple. Uh, I don't want to say a couple hundred, but I know hundred white MCs. Okay. They all think that they have the right to rap, and they no, all do. No, 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 no. Yeah, they, everyone has the right to rap. But you say no, no. But it's the same. It's, it's the Lord that. Jamar uh, no, kind of mentality don't, don't, of like no, 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 uh, this don't, is. Don't we place, own don't it. Place, it's ours. Don't place Lord Jamar. He's not speaking for all black people. Dude, that's a vast hip-hop. majority of people. No, that's 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 a bad thing to say. It's the truth. You're saying, oh, so you see one man on YouTube on a couch. Doing it for doing it for clicks. Yeah. He says outrageous stuff. They yeah. put outrageous headlines so you could click on that episode. What right? he says is what a but lot of people are thinking. You see that? You mm-hmm. see that? You said, "Oh, all black people must assume that that's wrong." I I'm in it. I deal with it. I see it. I see it happen. And you think all of them think like Lil no? Jamal. I didn't say all of them. That's why I you said think say, a vast majority of them think like Lil I Jamal. said a lot of them. There's enough Give for me that a name, to be. I don't think anyone thinks that way. Come on, that oh that black people anyone, own hip hop. I don't think anyone. thinks No that way. black people think that. You know who was black break dancing in the Bronx? It who? was Puerto Ricans and black. They don't. Th- they never mention the Puerto Ricans or the whites. Who doesn't? Dude, no, but who doesn't? I'll give you who an example. Do, I'll, gi- I'll give you an example of the mentality that I'm talking about. No, you, give me an example. Who doesn't mention the Puerto Ricans? Anyone? T- give dude, me an example. Dude, you, when, give me a TV show. Uh, give me a movie. Uh, t- the pre-mentioned Africa Bombada, pre-mentioned KRS-One. KRS well, doesn't Africa, bring up the the, the the Puerto Ricans. That doesn't bring. Uh, but you're uh, using extreme examples because the Africa well, Bombada is not Africa Bombada extreme example. Uh, why? It's so you asked me to mention someone. Okay, There's so two people. You brought up two people that are extreme examples, and uh-huh. we always talk about this. Okay, you can pick got one or two people but that doesn't mean the fast majority of people think this mm-hmm. way just because we have our Kendricks and our J. Coles doesn't mean that we have a fast ma- we still don't have a fast majority of two chains around mm-hmm. you can't pick out the two examples okay. the two most extreme examples you asked me for two okay alright and uh, touche <laughs> because you gave me the most extreme examples okay you gave me Lord Jamal and Africa Barbada and Chaos One yeah there's three examples I don't want anything to do with those three <laughs> I don't want anything I don't want to do anything with those three look but what I'm saying is there. it's like if you go if you were uh, a white dude and you go into a Chinese restaurant, and the the the, the cook is Chinese. He's gonna obviously think that his people have some kind of ownership over the food or over the whatever the over this cook? white guy. You think well, what the white they're gonna go do? But the white that comes there's in and kills between, it. There's a difference between hip hop and Chinese food made. Chinese I'm talking about like chi- authentic Chinese food, not the American I see here. But a, a Chinese chef is gonna think, well, I'm gonna know way more than this white dude walking in. I'm gonna expect me to be that kind of shit. It's I, in, and it happens see, it's, with hip hop. It's complicated. You're thinking. So is it now? Is it to an Asian, a Chinese cook, and a white cook that came from the same neighborhood, same background? And you think the Chinese cooks gonna know? Say, I know it a lot better. That they're gonna feel some kind of ownership or 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 yeah. kind of vibe over over the whole thing. And then the white, why would well, why does he get? Well, you know, like it, dude, it, it it's if their they come from the same it's background. There. It shouldn't be that way. It it shouldn't be that way. I agree. I don't think that way. That's why I see, that's why I say, oh, in this business, if, so much if, more intelligent if you're a cool black so. guy, you have a lot that's easier. Bullshit, and then you're like, oh, you, you're gonna give me a fucking heart attack talking about, dude. Am, it's the am truth. I a cool black guy. It, you're you're a super hip black guy. I'm not. You got your hat backwards and you got jorts on. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> 
<laughs> I put some on Mexican and black number okay, one. Yeah. And I'm listen, I'm the farthest thing from hip. I can't even hug women. When so, people ask you what race you are, what do you tell them? I don't want black and Mexican. You tell them black and Mexican off black the bat? And Mexican, yeah. You don't affiliate or associate more than Watch identify it. more listen, with I don't one even like race talking about my race to be honest with you, because I don't feel like they used to always ask me, So what are, what's your race? And I would say, I'm a Baca. We don't we're just we're our like own that. people. Yeah. Because I don't want you to place me in this category. Because the only reason you're asking me is because you want to place me in the category. Yeah. You want to try to figure me out. Why yeah. is he able to go to these places and do things? And, but then he goes over here and he's able to the do this. The way, and this kind of, if you pay attention to this, you'll, you'll put everything else that I've ever said into context. And this is what I'm saying. I don't think that me or any male, human, what any human should be, uh, should be judged should be placed or should be given given or taken from based on things that I had nothing to do with, including my race, including the fact that I'm tall, the kind of fact that these fact these things you should not give me more, you should not give me less, you should not treat me different in any way, shape, or form because of things that I have no control over. But then when you step out and you do things that you can control, yeah. you commit a crime. Judge you, me on those. You say these things. Judge me on those. Hate me on those. Yeah. Love me on those. Listen to me on those things because me being. But hit, then for you to should, say that, yeah. for you to say that it's easier for a hip black guy, you're doing the same thing that everyone else is doing. No, no, no. But I'm saying because that's the, that's the thought thought of mentality already and i recognize what does it. that mean it's easier when you post it on facebook you said if it's it's hard for me in this industry it's hard for the in this industry unless you're a cool a hip black guy yeah what does that mean because it's there's a there's a pre-notion of what hip-hop is and in the vast majority that's what it is that's why there's only one you one commercial you've been, you've been white judging. rapper that's super successful or that's super Ooh. out there eminem is the only you there's the only s- white face of hip-hop why go to your food go to your phone google macklemore <laughs> Go to live footage, see how much Baca. stadium. No, but is Macklemore not hip hop? Very hip hop. Okay, very hip hop. So that just very throws your argument out the window. But name, name, name another one that's like on the level or established to known like Eminem, like that kind of face. Do this. A lot of Eminem white people that have that kind of skill that Eminem has. It doesn't. It, Eminem is not now. If, if 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 Eminem were to come out today, he wouldn't make it. The same notes he made back then. But that's not because of his race. That's because in 2016, it's not socially acceptable to be talking about raping your mom or leaving your baby mama's dead body in the river. Oh, that's a good point. I like that. That's not socially yeah. acceptable. So yeah, he wouldn't get away with it. Imagine yeah. the heat that Eminem would have got if he came out now. Yeah. And it's another thing Joe Budden talked about in Slaughter Mouse song. About, he talked about how would you how would you feel releasing Hi My Name How My Name Is Now? Imagine if he released that song now, mm-hmm. he would just get crucified, right? Yeah. Just crucified before he even got started. Mm-hmm. But you said bring up another one. It's Macklemore. There's a lot. I know a lot of white MCs. But you host that. You judge that hip hop show down the street, right? Mm-hmm. Um, what's the name of it? A uh, rap contest. The rap contest. Yeah. Eighty percent of those people are Hispanic. Yeah, this okay. one particular. Yes. You go up to LA. You do another rap contest. Eighty uh-huh. percent of them are Hispanic. Okay. So saying that's easier because you're a cool, hip black guy. Yeah. Don't you think the hip black guy has a harder time walking into an eighty percent Hispanic crowd? Yes. For the rap contest. So I get paid the big bucks. He does. But the, but the rap contest is one example. Though. Yeah. What do you think what do you think the demographics are at We the West? Forty percent Hispanic? I don't know. Twenty percent Mexican, twenty percent other? Yeah. You don't think it's hard for that black guy to get in there in front of forty percent Mexican crowd? It's more acceptable like, how you for think? you to walk in to any hip hop related thing and be a black guy that's rapping. No, Cake. It's easy. It's it's easy. It's like nah, you're saying. People not. want to categorize it. It's easy to check off the market. It makes sense. It makes sense. Easy. Quick. Now, be an Asian. Be an be a, a Indian from India, and walk it. I rap. Okay. So let's look at this. You already. They're already checking. They're already. Dude. It. 
Baca. We put you have say, to say, you have to talk about these put, things. Let's do it and say be in a, a realistic manner that let's it occurs. Do it. Say you put ten MCs. Yeah, four of them black, four of them Mexican, one of them white, and one of them Indian. You don't think that Indian's going to get more noticed than anyone else in the room? You don't because you might yeah. you might categorize the four blacks together. You might categorize the four Mexicans yeah. together. Yeah. You're going to just throw the white guy out. That Indian's going to get more. And even if he's average, they're going to say how amazing he is because he's Indian. Right? Is that a positive or a negative? Huh? You could say it's a positive because we're evolving. It's it also means. a negative because now you're giving this kid false hope. Yeah. Well, not false hope. You're giving this kid. You're giving, giving him this a kid. kid you're giving you, this kid you very well understood. This is this the kid. But that, that goes kid against what everything became saying, an American Idol contest that contestant that just can't sing, but everyone's like, "Oh yeah, you can sing. No, yeah, you can sing." You got if he's really you, good. Though? You got to talk, boy. If he's really good what now, you're really changing it now. Okay. What he if he's, ha- you but if he's have average, to, you have to average, talk about that this happens. If he's because average, if you just pretend yeah, like he doesn't, it doesn't I'm make not sense. saying that, but I think you're wrong. Saying it's just easy because you're a cool hip black guy. The tattoos and the jewelry aren't going to just get you what you want, dude. Oh, what's that? I got to post to Instagram every two hours. It's eight o'clock post. Is that? Oh, okay. Yeah, I like you gotta that. Post all social because we got so much flyers. Some of them want to go on. You know, I don't want to forget about this flyer. So we have a rotation. Yeah. But go Every, ahead. No, 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 hold on. I like this. Every two hours, you you have an alarm that tells you to get ready to post. It says Instagram. Yeah. See, this is the pre-thought that should go into a business. This is the. Pre, this should be a pre-thought. This should be an idea, a game plan, a, yeah. a mentality well, of what game. you want to do. We've been in do. this game a couple years now. We know what we're doing. You know. Yeah. Well, and we. I did this because. I would go on my Instagram and be like, "Damn, I haven't posted this flyer for five days." So now every two hours, I have to post a different flyer. So. Every every two hours we have to post a different flyers, so now we can't really miss any. Because now, okay, it's this hour. What can we post today that we haven't posted already? Investing time, investing yeah. effort. Do that. That took minimal effort, but it's gonna it's gonna give you a lot more. Yeah. And then I'm gonna go. I'm gonna see the last time. Say for the class of Malone, po- uh, flyer for example. I'm gonna go last time I posted five days ago. Copy and paste what I posted. Copy it. Go to, go put the photo up again. Paste it and then delete the last one I did five months ago. So you don't go to my Instagram account. And see the same flyer every two posts. You see one flyer, and then you go back a couple of days ago. You won't see that original one. You see the one that we post that day. I'm a genius, man. So I get paid the big bucks. I like that. I like that you have that much thought into what you're doing. You're that aware. I got it, man. I got to pay the bills, man. <clears throat> so things are happening for Baca. Things are happening. Things are always happening. Things are happening. What are you excited about coming up that that we should know about? Anything you got that you haven't shared yet? Anything like that? I'm just excited about the shows consistently being big. The number one compliment we get from people, from ends actually, did you see ends at Weed West? Yeah. He said, because I've been trying to book ends for about a year now, a year and a half. It's just, but it just doesn't seem to line up all the time. Okay. Well, you give me that look. No, no. No, no. give me that look. Why? <laughs> you don't like ends? Hey, he's you cool. had ends on your show. Ends is cool people. You had ends on your show, ends right? Ends is cool people. You had ends on your show, right? Ends is ends. But you had ends on your show. Ends though, right? is ends. I'm asking a question. And I'm telling you. You had him on your show. Sure. I'm saying. Okay. Yeah, he's so on you, the show twice. So you don't book any bum off the street, right? Ends is ends. Okay, I, I, I don't want to know. I don't even want to know. <laughs> you get Corolla seen... when they go like, "Oh, he's an asshole." Tell me, like, don't say he's an asshole. Just go. Jimmy Kimmel's Jimmy Kimmel. Yeah, yeah, yeah that yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. stuff. So ends is ends, bro. So 
But anyways, and he says, dude, you guys been, you, the thing about you is you're so consistent. How many promoters do you see come and go? How many promoters have you seen in the last 12 months? Yeah, Pop up with the show, and the show might get a little bit of buzz, but then it's hard to do a show next week. And it's, it's super hard to do a show week after that. Yeah. It takes a lot of effort. It takes your phone going off every two hours saying you have to post to Instagram. How many rappers have you seen in go come in the last 12 months? Absolutely. Right? You, there's has to be those rappers where you see them on Facebook, and you send a message, hey, what's going on, dude? How's everything going? They're going to say, oh, I'm just taking a break. Saying I'm taking a break is the number one thing that yeah, kills you tell me. me that because how could you take a break when there's a million people coming for your spot? How could you possibly? How could you do this podcast and say I want, I'm gonna just take a break for a couple months? That would just kill you. You it would destroy you. There's a million people trying to take the podcast crown, trying to be number one podcast. So for you to kick back for two months, what do you think is gonna happen? And then you think come back two two months later, everything's gonna be cool. Two months in hip hop time is a it's long nuts. time. Nuts, it's a man. long fucking nuts. time. But then they're thinking, okay, let me get my let me get my affairs in order at home, or you know, my 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 school's just been sick, or you know, I'm I just got a new job, so I'm taking a couple months off. But yes, that stuff's always going to be in the background. You're always going to have issues. The timing's never going to be right, especially if you want to be an independent artist. It's never going to be right. You're never going to have enough money saved up. You're never going to be. You're never going to have enough time to do what you want to do. It's always going to be like that. You're always going to have that background noise. You just have to deal with it, man. You have to deal with it. It's going to eat you up, and but you can do it for a hobby. There's always going to be something. That's going to need sacrificing. Yeah. All, and it's up time. to you whether you want to take that sacrifice, whether you're even able to sacrifice it. Some yeah. things you're not, some things you just don't have the ability to sacrifice. Some things you don't want to sacrifice. Yeah. You don't want to stop whatever, smoking, drinking, party, whatever it is, you don't want to stop doing that. But some things like that. family and all this yeah. stuff is going to be there. It's something that you have to include and something that you're going to have to just, just say, okay, well, this I cannot let go of, so let me figure this out. So figure out what you can let go of. You're going to have to go hours. You're going to have to go days without sleeping. Yeah. You're going to have to get two hours here, two hours here. It's going to be fucking tough. But if you want it, this is what you're going to have to do. And if it's too tough for you, then don't you don't have to do it. Yeah. But there's a million other kids that are coming for that spot. And they see uh, somebody like Kendrick Lamar who literally came from doing shows in front of 20 people. And now he could sell at any stadium in the country. And they see that. I think Kendrick's the perfect example for dudes trying to make it. If you look at his, if you look at his old videos, he's performing for like twenty people. And I, the company I work for, Sean Healy Presents, they used to pay him two hundred bucks to do a show at the Key Club. Um, and if there would be five dollar shows, and now he's just selling out stadiums because he kept going. Kendrick Lamar never took a break. If you could look at his photography for the last ten years, you could see that every year something was dropped. Uh, maybe last like seven years, every year something was dropped. Every uh, a couple months, he was on somebody's song. Imagine if Kendrick Lamar took a break; he he wouldn't be where he's at now. It's important to keep a momentum going yeah. because you couldn't slow down that momentum. Might not ever go back. And if you keep a momentum, it'll at least further you in your mm-hmm. career instead of just keeping you at a still. So I I don't understand people repeatedly doing the same shows. I'm talking about like three, four years in this, and it's like, dude, like, bro, like, what, what? Are you having difficulties moving? And if you are, be realistic and understand where you're at and where this is taking you. Yeah, I think that's what I'm coming to terms with stuff now in my life. It's like, well, how old are you? What have you accomplished? What are you getting done? And foreseeably, honestly, in the future, what do you see in the horizon? If it just sees, if it just been more of the same and you don't see it happening. That's so what I tell people. If you're meant to do something, it will become easy at some point. Not that you don't have to work hard at it and not that you don't have to develop and get to that point, but things will happen. Things will call. People will send emails. People you'll bump into because that's the yeah. path that life has set out for you. We all want to rap. 
everyone wants to be a rapper. Not everyone will rap. Not everyone will be rap, and I mean successfully. But that proves my point even more. How could you afford to take a break when there's a million rappers? Exactly. And there's a hundred... Think about how many new rappers are born today. Think about how many 15-year-old kids went home, they saw a video on YouTube, they saw another video on YouTube, and they got inspired to become a rapper. It had to be, honestly, at least 100 rappers are born every day. Yep. All throughout the country, 100 rappers are born every day. How could you afford to take a break? Yep. And you talked about if you take a break, you lose that momentum. If you take a break, you got to work twice as hard just to get back to where you were. Your fans might not stay with you. Your fans, you yeah. I mean, your fans, why would they stay with you? I mean, yeah. there's another MC coming out the next day for them to fuck with. So keep that going. Keep that building. And it's so it kind of does upset you if you see somebody kind of being that has the ability and maybe well-earned shortcuts or easier way up to where you're already heading to and it does upset you it angers you because it fucks with you you're like i work so hard but yeah there is life and you don't know what that person went through to get to that point what they're struggling with but dude i list i live in a studio apartment i think it's pretty nice i live in a pretty nice neighborhood as opposed you know i don't know if you think so but i live in a pretty nice neighborhood and there's like I'm 25. There's 20 year old kids that live in condos that are a million dollars because their dad and mom gave it to them. And I'm busting my ass just to keep the doors open at this place to keep the lights yeah. on. Yeah. But I can't live my whole life being mad about those kids. Right? Yeah, because then you just be, you just into. throw a fucking shoe at the Kardashians when they're on TV all the time. <laughs> but think about it. Because you'd be like, fucking, dude, they, they show this clip on, I think they were making fun of them. And then, like, uh, Kim lost a diamond earring. Yeah. And while she was swimming, she starts bawling, crying. And the younger sister comes out. She's like, what happened? What's the matter? Because she didn't know what was going on. She's like, I lost a diamond earring. The little, the little one stops, like gives her this face. She goes, Kim, there's people dying in fucking Africa. And you're crying about a diamond earring. She takes her kid back and calls it. I would be upset. If I was yeah, I get it. Too. But she's like, think about but it. That's, that's we, the thing. Like, what's happening? I here? could be upset about these 20-year-old kids that live in million-dollar condos yeah. across the street from the Grove. Yeah. But then... There's kids that don't live too far away from me that are five years old that are struggling, that are having ham for dinner and and a slice of moldy bread because their parent, their dad's a drunk and their mom can't provide for them. So who am I to complain about this? Look, you could be in the one percent or you could be below the poverty level. As long as you're somewhere in the middle, you're doing better, better off than most people. And then I think this. So I go and I pray, and I pray a lot. I pray like a lot throughout my day, and a lot of the stuff I stop praying because I think. Do I even have the right to pray for this? And what I mean by that is, I'm praying, hope, I, I, please let me get this interview. Please. Like, so uh, first world issues when there's kids. But does that mean that my prayers don't count? Does that mean that my dreams shouldn't, are not valid because there's kids that really need that? I mean, like, I don't understand. I, I, I struggle with that in, in myself because I'm like, how dare I ask for this when there's kids that are dying? But what does that mean that my dreams and goals don't matter because... There's people doing but worse. But you feel selfish at that point. Of course you I do. You feel selfish. There was a, I caught myself about eight o'clock at Weedle West on Friday night and I was walking in the bathroom and I was going to wash my hands. Please, Lord, let this be a good show. And I was thinking to myself, you know what? I've asked this the last five shows. I've, I literally asked, God, please let this be a good show. And it gets to the point where, where do I stop asking God to give me a good show? And how selfish is that that I asked for a good show? And I just asked for a good show. Like, last show was, last show had 200 people. This one had 500 people. Night, night before, I had 100 people. I'm selfish at a certain point, right? Don't you think so? I think we're looking at it the wrong way. And I don't mean to answer my own question. But what I'm saying is, as, as we're working this throughout in my head, this is what I'm thinking. If we're here, Baka, yeah. 
we're blessed at some point. Right? Oh, 100%. And what I tell people is God will give you struggles or, or you will be born into a struggle that will make you who you are. It would, it would build your character. It's all this stuff. Now you can decide to give into those struggles and become that drug dealer. You can be that. And you've given into that struggle of being born in a bad neighborhood, let's say. Okay. And you've given into the struggle of being a drug dealer. But you can also get, be born in a bad neighborhood and go to the tennis courts and work on your tennis. And now you've worked against the negative things that were happening in your life. See what I'm saying? Vina and Serena, Middle Compton. But, but, but they were born in a horrible, they did something with something different. Now, you and me are blessed to be here. So I don't think it, it would also be wrong of us to turn our back on our blessings and not want to succeed in with the things that are given to us. So we were given this road of putting shows together, putting this mentality. Oh, there's other, well, God, please. Okay. I don't see that him being upset. I like, oh yeah, you know, like he's utilizing the tools that I gave I him to get out. So I wrote this down about two months ago on my phone. I said, uh, the guilt of your prayers, knowing you don't deserve to have them answered. Because I feel like I, I'm praying for a good show. But what makes you think you don't deserve to have those answered? Because because if he placed you here already, he already has a different goal for I you understand. than he does the kid in Africa. But I have I have things that I struggle with. Yeah. That you always hear about in church, bro. Oh, I'm gonna let God. I'm gonna I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna I'm gonna let God into this part of my life and this part of my life. But, but I'm, stay out but of I'm, this. But this is me. I'm gonna do this. But hey, I giving this up. Yeah. So I still struggle with the hey, stay out of this part. Yeah. So every time I'm praying and saying, hey, please just continue to quote me as a man please keep blessing me please provide for me in the back of my mind i feel super guilty because yeah. i'm still not letting god into this section of my life right so why if you're god in, i don't want to say if you're god but if if the way i'm thinking is why would god give you this if you're messing this section of your up section of your life up but it would also be really it would also be a really fucked up god that'll give you these blessings and then get and then make you and then make you feel guilty for utilizing them. Yeah, but then that's also our small mind. I'm that's yeah. me. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. me and Van I trying to rationalize what's going on. Yeah, and they, I mean, yeah. you're never going to understand you're never going to get in god's brain and figure out what's happening, but I think you should and to a point, you're kind of it's it's on you if you don't utilize the tools he gave you. And make the best of the situation that he placed you in. But then so, that's what I think. I say, okay, you know what? I'm smart enough to know that I shouldn't be doing this on this night. I'm, yeah, but you'll go and do it. But I'm still going to do it. And yeah. I'm strong enough to not do this. And I told myself I'm not going to drink tonight. And now I'm six shots in with the security guard in front of the yeah. club. Yeah. So why would so I'm thinking, why would God keep on giving me these if I can't even do this? When I know I'm strong enough and I know I'm capable of not doing these things. It's, it's the same thing mentality that i'm having now when i'm telling you that i'm finding myself doing things that i wouldn't normally do and i have these urge to do them smoking is just an example but there's, you know better you there's know there's a whole thing that i'm yeah. that i'm like as i'm doing i'm like what are you doing like what's yeah. happening here but i'll continue doing them i don't know why i want to do them i don't understand this urge to do them i don't i don't i don't know where it's coming from um and now i gotta go and pray tomorrow because yeah. i'm gonna pray so is he looking at me as a hypocrite? What do you, do? you know, like you, you can't get into that mentality, but also you shouldn't just be talking to God just to ask him for stuff. No, not at all. And there's a lot of times where I don't, but when I do, I feel guilty about so it. So what do we do with it? I don't know. That's I, this, I think this is out of our, 
knowledge realm. Yeah. You no, know? One of, and that's, that's again, that's me. So maybe ask your pastor. Ask that's your That's me sitting priest, at home ask, in Van Nuys trying to rationalize what's going on. Yeah, you know what I'm yeah. But I'm a, I, I don't want to say I'm embarrassed to ask those things, but I don't want to. I don't want to ask those things. Why not? Because I want to. Then you're never going to get answers. I understand. Because these. Cause, even to this point, it's still hard for me to show people I struggle. Yeah. Like, I. It's the same thing. Don't let them see you sweat. I don't want anyone to see any struggle I'm going Unless through. Unless you're at the B side. Yeah. Oh, dude, it's nuts. Fucking balls. But then that also comes to me telling the host on stage, hey, don't tell them that there's only five people there. Act like yeah. there's 500. Yeah. Because then those 100 people from the bar are going to get up. We never want to have them see a sweat and that yeah. comes with my life too whether it be a past or not it's still yeah. hard for me to tell this dude what I'm struggling with you know what I'm saying I think that that's my you might want to focus on that yeah. because what do they say oh it, it's oh I love the the, the one where uh, the Frank Lucas goes the loudest person is the weakest person in the room right well think about well if you're really a man and you're well put together then you shouldn't have any issues asking to fix something like I have a question this will help me move on why is this is this from someone that, that might have the answers to you? The pastor that has 20 years of study of religion is going to have some more inputs that you might not have. Yeah. So asking him, you know, that. why would I? Because it's only going to better you. It's only going to allow you to have a better relationship with God. So it's going to be, do better stuff for you if you just get that answered. I understand that. But Frank Lucas thing, he was talking about, you know, the dude yelling across the room, showing yeah. how much money he has. And everything. I like, I just, I, just I really like that line. Like, uh, you ever seen the. The meme of it's Jay Z and twenty other rappers. Oh yeah, he's the only half one not them, with a chain. Half of them are signed to Jay Z. Yeah, just big chains, just earrings coming down. He he has a sweater on. Mm-hmm. It, it it all comes back to that. Yeah. They feel like they have to show you how much money they have. Mm-hmm. Jay Z's confident enough that he's a wealthy man. He doesn't need to brag about how much paper he has. I hate when I for see as him. rich as he is, I don't ever hear. Oh, Jay Z was photographed in a Lambo. Or Jay Z uh, was it? I mean, you see it. pictures of him on a he's boat. He's a classy dude, man. Yeah. He's a classy dude. That's why people like you give him such a bad name, man. Because he's, he's classy. Super, he's a classy dude. Okay. Like you said, you never hear outrageous things yeah. about him, right? Yeah. You never hear him blowing. You never heard Allen Iverson stories of him Some blowing. Some bunch of girl. When did you see him bunch of girl? Dude, there's a video of him punching a female in the face. Uh, I think you're mistaken. Oh God! <laughs> Look it up, Baka. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have you Google it. Oh, Jay Z punches female in the face. Um, you're thinking of Dr. Dre. No, there's a there's a there's a video of Jay Z nah, like clocking know. a bitch like once or I'm twice. I'm always super. I'm always super nervous. When I We're like the ones floor. and twos. No, nah, you're mistaken. Dude. <laughs> right, let's look at Jay Z punches. He's a cla- but he does it classly. He has a but top hat and I'm a monocle. What I'm trying to say is you don't hear the uh, stories. You hold the Allen Iverson story. Allen Iverson stories of him blowing hundred thousand dollars in a strip club in yeah. one night. Mm-hmm. Which don't matter how much money you have at a certain point, it's a little bit too ignorant. Not for Jay Z, right? Eh. Where is he? Where, where, where is he at right now in the mills? Do you know? Yeah, he's in the billions, I think. Is he already? Nah, maybe not. I think he has like five hundred million. What's fifty grand to a motherfucker like him? Remind him, Baka. I got no. I don't know. Nothing popped up when like. It'll pop up. Um, but yeah, that's just you gotta be confident who you are. But I don't want these people to see you sweat. I yeah. don't want to ever let anyone know what I'm struggling with. But see, now that's and yeah, now you're going into. But that's a line. That's a line we have to draw. Well, maybe it's your pastor. You should feel comfortable enough to talk to your pastor about. I mean, that's why, why he's your pastor. one hundred percent. He's 100%. guiding you. But see, I ask questions all the time. I'm at Home Depot. I'm getting a spare key for my house, and they they put it. I said, "So what's up? You just pick out the your key and you put in this little machine because I'm curious about how things work." And every Lyft driver I I get in, I get in the back seat of. I say, "Hey, so what's up? How you like Lyft?" And they say, "Oh, I like this." And I'm a curious dude. Yeah, but. Uh, some things just it's hard for me to talk about openly well, and then which is super strange because I'll sit up here and tell you about how I was homeless when I was 17 and you know 
But yeah, but you you beat that. Yeah. And this is something that you haven't beaten yet, so you kind of you're like weary of yeah. getting there, Listen, there isn't anything that I don't think I could beat. Hmm. There wasn't anything I was thinking about today. I'm like, there wasn't anything that could really happen right now that would just like destroy me. That Dude, would just get me down. Today, I'm was I driving home? No. Uh, yes, I was in my car drive about to drive home, and I see this door open on on this apartment building, mm. and, and the guy, I see one leg come out, and it's a metal, it's a metal leg, and I'm like, oh damn, the guy walks out, and his second leg metal. is metal, and he's like a heavy set dude, and because of what what happened to Tumex, I'm thinking, oh, that's diabetic. And yeah, the legs, you know, so I see that and I see, and they're not even like fake legs. They're just like metal sticks that he has shoes on and he has a backpack and pants. Like he's going to go live his day wherever he's going with these metal legs, just like on the bus or on his car or whatever. And that's his life now. Yeah. It all comes back to that thing. Like there's a picture where the guy's looking at the helicopter. He says, damn, I wish I had a helicopter. And the guy next to him is on a bike saying, damn, I wish I had a car. And the guy that's on the bike is being looked at by a guy that's walking down the street saying damn i wish i had a bike and then there's a guy in a wheelchair looking at the guy that's walking saying damn i wish i could walk yeah but it goes back to the same thing that guy would love to have your legs that guy would love to be able to just not wake up and screw his legs on you know and we would love to have to have the issues of losing our diamond so in the now pool. i'm thinking and then it goes back to like and you're over here fucking asking for this and you're over here asking yeah, no, for that. but that's his struggle yeah my struggle's different and God bless me with the struggle of this. There's people that are super millionaires. That right there could be a struggle enough. For, the kid gets here's a million dollars. That kid could easily be an asshole. That kid could easily be that's just now that's his test. That's his thing that he has to walk through in life. Well, we all fake friends, fake yeah. relationships, 100%. never trusting someone. That just right, never happy, dude. Now Baca here in Van Nuys. Yeah. Your struggle is this is this is what this is what you're being done with. Utilize it. No, yeah, you I hear that you hear the story of the guy that's there's a flood and he's on top of his roof and he's like, God, please send send me send me uh, send me some help. Send me some help. And then a boat comes back. It goes, All right, come on, jump in. He's like, No, 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 no. God's gonna save me. God's gonna save me. God, please help me. The water rising a little higher. God, please save me, save me. And then a helicopter comes by. He's like, All right, jump on. He's like, No, 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 no. God's gonna save me. God's gonna save me. And then he dies. He gets up to heaven and he goes, can't believe you let me die. I trusted you. He goes, dude, I sent you a boat. I sent you a helicopter and you still didn't. So God helps those who help themselves, right? He, he, there's a situation that he's in. There's a flood. He's donning him. Here's a boat. Oh, he feels guilty for using it. He, for whatever reason, he chose not to use it. Oh, how dare I jump on a boat? Who am I to get on a boat? How, you know, God, that's the same thing we're struggling with. It's like, whatever our situation is, God's like, here, you will be blessed with the ability to do this, or your life will, will perceive this. Utilize it to your maximum and always ask for me. Ask me stuff. I'm here for you. I'm your father. If he's a father, he, loves you but he punishes you and he wants structure for you but at the same time wants you to do shit on your own and he trusts you to be a trust you to sin but always come back and like there's there's all this different thing that really a father really does right if you think of god as a father then those are the kind of things you can't be upset at your daddy that buys you a car and then mm-hmm. you feel guilty and all you're all upset that he got your car how dare i have a car when then like dude i'm giving you a car enjoy yeah, it go do you. something with it how do you feel about the whole Tumex situation? It's it's uh, I feel like it's shaking up hip hop a lot. Uh, okay, so this is so this is what happened. So I interviewed 
a cookbook, indigenous, uh-huh. uh, and rhyme fest. And I say, and then they bring up Tumex, obligatory Tumex uh bringer up of situation whatever well, it's it's respectful it's respectful, it's respectful. right you have oh to hey and big shout out to tumex he's yeah. recovering blah, blah, blah. and i'm like oh i'm like yeah you know me and baka talk about this all the time mm-hmm. in hip-hop we just don't take care of ourselves we don't pay attention to us we live this style of fast food and beer and weed and drugs and, blah, 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 blah. Doing this. and all this yeah. stuff and you know this could be uh you know and and you know i think you know it caught up with them and all this yeah. stuff it, cookbook was not having like yo yo Yo, I don't fucking care how he got there. I don't give a fuck. I don't, feel like, was, I don't feel like he was like that. Listen to it, Baka. Okay, so I'm telling you. Listen to me. Yes. Right? What's, what's he goes, March fuck 17th? that. I don't care how he got there. No. I, listen, yeah, but there's a, there a difference. He was, what Cookbook was trying to, Paul A is saying that, hey, he might have gotten in a situation because he didn't kill himself, but I still my brother. I still love him. That's where there's I'm going. A, the, okay. You're chopping but, my story. No, that's what I'm okay. saying is that he going to fuck that. Yeah. I don't care how he got there. I don't care what situation got on there. All I know is that's my boy. That's my brother. I'm going to go see. And I'm thinking, and then I tell him, yeah, but this could be a situation that Tumix uses to kind of spread the word of taking better yeah. care of yourself in hip hop. And I'm, I'm saying I'm not blaming him, which he should. Mm-hmm. Right. But. What I'm saying is this could be a situation where he utilizes the tool of, hey, this could move the ball along and health and yeah. other, other stuff. If it makes 10 people wake up about how they're taking care of themselves. If he utilizes it for that. Well, I think just this conversation, right? Oh, you mean just as him seeing it happen to him? Sure. No, saying, saying us looking at what happened to Tumex. Yeah. Some people might be like, right, I need to slow down. I need to start drinking more water. Sure. I need to stop drinking as much. I need to... Hey, if if Dumex wants to accept it or not, he helped bring that along. Yeah. If he wants to be in that position or not, which I'm sure he doesn't. But, yeah. I mean, at this point, it is what it is. And he seems like he's super, um, I don't know, maybe super accepting the situation. He's 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 spinning as a positive. He's yeah. using it. He's not letting it get him down, which but, I don't, maybe, I just said there was anything that get me down. But if I lost one of my legs, man, I don't know how when strong When I saw that guy with be. the two metal legs, yeah. that was my thought. was like, like it's tough. I can't imagine yeah. me in those shoes. And then you'll drive down and you'll see uh, that dude that can't move his face. Yeah. So he, he, he the, just pushes himself along. And you're driving in your fucking 2015 Xterra, mm-hmm. about to go do some dumb shit. And you see this guy and you're like, reality sets in like yeah. that could be you at any time any reason for you crash whatever it just takes three seconds to it's, ruin your life it's man. all it takes but while you were looking somebody could have t-poned you and that's you it texting or whatever yeah. it is you take all these things for granted and now that guy you know it could be you we've all been in that situation where we're texting we're seconds away from hitting something all the time right? all the time all the time, dude. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. which like, pretty stupid because we're smart enough to realize that we shouldn't be doing that i don't wear my seatbelt i don't wear my seatbelt either because i don't like it wrinkles my t-shirt <laughs> Yeah, but my wife told me like you're a smart dude. If you die because you don't have your seatbelt on, I'm gonna be fucking pissed yeah, at you. No. Like you should. If you die texting, she should be upset with you. I've got it in a car crash texting someone. I've gone in a car crash texting. <laughs> I got in a car crash just a couple years ago. I was driving to work, um, and I broke up with this girl. But you know, you break up and you you go back and forth like you know you know sure. how it goes. Yeah. And I'm I'm mad, so I'm texting her, and then boom, and I look up and I hit some dude's truck, and my bumper and my car is brand new. I didn't have insurance. I didn't have a license. You drove off. No, 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 no. I didn't have any. Because I'm a smooth talker. I could talk my way out of any situation. I pulled over. Hand up. He didn't have, he didn't have any damage on his thing. But he was. 
I could tell that he was kind of cautious, like, holy shit, too. Yeah. And I was like, what's up? I mean, it looks fine. He's like, uh, yeah, it looks okay. It looks okay. I said, do you want to, I said, do you want to exchange yeah, like information? Yeah, a kilo in the back. Do you want to exchange <laughs> no, information? And nah. he said, no, no, it's, it's fine. It's fine. Because I picked up on that situation. I could tell that he wasn't, he wasn't in a position to exchange information. I was driving my mom's hoopty when I first started driving. Yeah. And I had my front. My, what, what age did you start driving? Like 16. And I'm driving, I'm driving my mom's hoopty and I see this girl walk by. And she sees me, sees her, and she smiles at me, right? So I'm like this, and boom, I hit. Ugh. Dude, Escalade. Back then when everyone was driving an Escalade with the spinners on? Yeah. Boom. I'm like, oh, shit. I get out, and I'm like, yo. I'm thinking, oh, I'm going to fucking do this. Yeah. And the guy, dude, I dented the fucking bumper. I dented that bumper. The black guy gets out all like all hit, geared up. Hit black guy? Yeah, yeah, get, get, gets out. You're such a fucking racist. Dude. Well, okay, you want me to change? Okay, Asian. Go ahead. Short Asian Go guy ahead. gets out. And it goes back to the situation. Short right Asian guy I wearing said, FUBU in, in gold. On I his. said, was she cute? Well, she was black. Yeah. That's what she said. Well, I'm painting the picture. Go ahead. Go ahead. Black guy gets out the car. Jeweled out. I remember the jewels. And the, the Jewed out? Jew, Jewed. Oh, okay. I was going to say, he just had his lawyers <laughs> hanging around from his chest. <laughs> wow. Wow. Talk about who. His lawyers couldn't be white, Baka. His lawyers couldn't be Japanese. Wow, that's some racist shit. Um, so he gets out and he has his hand. He gets out and he puts his hands in his pocket and he looks at the bumper. And I'm like, yo, I'm so sorry. I apologize. And, and, and I'm like, all right, like, you want me to get my paperwork? He's like, no. No. And he tried. He was just balling. I think keep something illegal, something obviously. Yeah. Why wouldn't you want to get it? Fit, whatever. He's like, nah. even if you have all the money in the world, right? That why, bumper why was fucked he up. Pay for your that, for your mistake. That bumper was fucked. So maybe up. he was hiding something. And maybe he was high, or maybe he didn't. Or maybe he was hiding something. Yeah, and he yeah. he's like, no, nah. Yeah, yeah. And he drives. Last thing he wants is the cops to pull up beside you guys, run the plates of the car, yeah. and have it be blah blah blah. Yeah, yeah. Or you know, but I'm just saying, I've I've known that situation. I've been there. I, I think, and there's been one accident. When I was doing construction, I was like 18. Um, I busted. So the car was parked on the side of the street. I turned it on. I looked. There was no cars coming. I busted a U-turn to go to the other side of the street. I'm in the middle lane, and then somebody hits me. Because that woman got scared that I was busting a U-turn, that she went in the middle, which she could have avoided. So I pull over. I said, hey, do you want to exchange information? She was scared out of her mind. Scared out of her mind. Not because of the accident, because I said, you want to exchange information. I said, give me your license and I'll give you my license. And she's, no, no, no. She wasn't having it. But she didn't want me to leave, but she didn't want to give me a license. So she said, let me just wait till my husband comes. Wait till my husband comes. So then her husband shows up. And I said, dude, I, I told your wife I'll give my information. Just have her give me her information. And she's like, yeah, well, maybe we could say that I was driving the car. I said, but you weren't driving the car. So I'm not going to, if, we, if we're going to do this, I'm not going to, if we're going to walk away, we're going to walk away. But I'm not going to walk away give you my information say that you were driving i'm not going to do that but if you want to say that your wife is driving which she was to be that but i'm not going to say that you were driving the car i said oh well i don't know maybe you could give me 200 bucks right now i said nah we could do we could exchange information and we'll be fine we'll be good but he said no no he said okay just give me 150 bucks i'm not gonna give you any money let's exchange information finally i drove away and said all right dude i'm telling you right now we're gonna exchange information i'm gonna leave he said oh i don't he was like mumbling on his mouth so Took off on his ass. That's Took off. <laughs> He's probably gonna listen to this podcast and now nah, uh, be like, "Oh, fucking bucko." That's it. Get get the my Drew attorneys on him. You know, Doctor Drew has a new show coming out. Um, where they track down fathers that didn't know they had babies. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. did I you heard about, about this? Yeah, did yeah. you listen to Adam and Drew today? Yeah. Okay, cool. So I was listening on the way over here, yeah. and he said it happens in Georgia a lot of all places. Why do you think that is? Just because it's deep south. 
it has a deep south, but it still has a big population. Yeah, and it's like, and there's a lot of blacks to know too, right? Concept. <laughs> wow, I can see the looks. I can read it. In particular I, was, I did the math. Yeah, I did the math. People didn't know they have babies. I did the math. Okay, but no. it has to happen. with some people don't know they have babies, right? I was. I I I I close the window. We could talk about. There's it. a close the window. <laughs> no, no, no. There was okay. So before I joined the military, yeah, right. I was married once before, and that it was it went really bad. And that's actually what pushed me to join because I was already divorced. Just get out. And yeah. I was just like fuck it. I need to get. And, and I was only like twenty twenty two. When I broke I up like, with my girlfriend, yeah. when I was eighteen, um, when we broke up, I walked. I was walking to the bus stop, and Navy recruit pulled up on besides me. And he's, he's trying to talk me to join the Navy. And I went to his office, and I was going to sign the papers to go to the Navy that day. I was heartbroken. I was distraught. I was 18. I just finished high school. And he said, all right, cool. I just need your high school diploma. I said, well, I don't have my high school diploma yet. He said, okay, go home, go to school, get your high school diploma, and then come back to see me. Best thing that ever happened to me was me not having my high school diploma. You don't know that. I do know that. Imagine young Bach in the military. Nah, I do know that. You I know, do dude. know that. that I know that. could have been the, that could have been, that was your out, no. motherfucker. Hell no, I knew that. <laughs> I knew that was the best thing that ever happened to me, not having that diploma. Um, I was, uh, I was like, fuck it. I'm yeah. out of here. I don't, I don't, I just need to get out. I need to go. And, uh, um, and so, but you know, it, and there was this girl that was kind of, kind of, she was old. well, she wasn't kind of, she was hitting on me a while I was married. And uh, oh, I worked for Pepsi. I used to go to stores and merchandise. She would have wanted to deliver them? And she worked, yeah. And she worked at Albertsons. So I would see her, all, and she would always come stand there and talk to me. And I would just be working. And, you know, you have, you, you do a little bit. You're just like nice. You don't want to be a dick. Close the window, concept. You know, yeah, it's fine. It, it, you don't want to be a dick. And you're just like, you know, you're being nice and stuff. And um, so after that, you know, I, I, I told her, like, I was still working. I was like, yeah, we divorced. She, like... Yeah, hey, oh, hey, you know, yeah, I feel sorry. You know, why don't you come come by and like she's like, okay, wait, this you is, told her that you were getting divorced. Yeah, I told her that I okay. was getting divorced and then we we're going through the separation, and she stepped up the niceness. Yeah, like she's like, okay, well, this is my in, right? And she's like, yeah, you know, come and she, she, you know, I, I went through her house a couple of times and boom, all this stuff before the divorce was finalized. It, it was we we no no we were separated. Okay. Uh, we were separated before the divorce was finalized. Yes, but we were already separated. We hadn't lived together for like six I'm months. I'm not trying to make you seem like a bad guy. I'm just letting I, you know. I, I know. What's, I'm what's up? We didn't work together. She, you know, we were, it was starting to like move. Like things were happening. We weren't involved. Already had all my shit at the house and all this other stuff. Uh, and she finally stepped it up. And to me, dude, I wasn't, I wasn't thinking about getting in with someone. I was like, I cannot wait to fucking leave. Cannot wait to fucking leave. And I told her, you know, like, oh, I signed up to the military, this and the other. She steps it up even more. And now she's like throwing it at me, right? Like, fuck it. Like, what is she doing? She's like. I don't know. Women don't do this stuff to me. So <laughs> tell me what she was doing. I want to know. It got physical. It got. Like she was fi- touching you? Yeah, yeah, all that. We had a physical relationship, but my heart and mind, dude, I wasn't there. I, I, just, I was just like. It's not the best. I wasn't there. Not really, because like, no. I had no. It was just like, uh, like going through the through the motions of just like moving. I don't care on how and, sad and depressed you were when a woman was showing you affection, and it was it was awesome. It was awesome, even if it was for that because five it minutes. wasn't the ex wife. Yeah, that's why it was awesome because it wasn't her, and I didn't have to deal with her, and it was yeah. that. But my heart wasn't there. It, it was empty kisses. It was it was just empty. It was ninety eight percent of my kisses have been empty. Wow, okay. Ninety eight percent, and they'll be until you find no, I'm, hey, the right person. My kisses are fulfilled. And her nowadays. having not been the right person, they were, it was yeah. empty. They meant nothing. I got you. 
And I left. Uh, I shipped out like a week. Uh, okay, so we, we did, and then I, I shipped out, and I never told her I was leaving. You're such a douchebag, man. I, I didn't give a buck. I didn't want to be there. Nah, I, I, I didn't. So to me, it didn't mean anything. So I've always thought about, you know, I came back and I never made an attempt to reach out, and you move on, blah, blah. and I'm now it's t- almost nine years, right? And now I'm thinking. It could be a little something running around, and I'll never know. Oh, did you use protection? Oh, come on, Baka. No, I don't know. <laughs> that, did you use protection? You use protection. Probably not. Oh, my God. But, but what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is. You're afraid Dr. G's going to come knock on your door. First of all, it'd be exciting once Dr. he knocks on your door, right? Oh, shit, Dr. G. <laughs> you guys got my emails. Like, he's like, oh. And then I just see her walk from behind. Right, the, like, oh, right the head shit. moving behind his head. Oh, no, no, a little kid. Yeah. Just like a little one. I'm like, have you seen that Martin episode where uh, he gets a scare? The little kid comes. He's like, man, Martin, I'm your biggest fan. And he does his catchphrase, bada bing, bada bing, bada bing. And he's like, oh, that's cool, little man. He's like, yeah, I've been studying my whole life. You actually went out with my mom about 10 years ago. And he's like, what, 10 years ago? And he's like, yeah, I think you guys went to prom. And then he's just saying, he's like, oh, 10 years prom was, that was about 10 years and nine months ago. And then the kid looks at him and says, bada bing, bada bing, bada bing. It's, it's one of the, the funniest. He has the huge, oh, they, make, they finally no. get that looks just like him. Look it up. It's one of the funniest Martin episodes. I like that. So you, so when, you, when you're when you sitting up at night thinking about this woman, you're thinking maybe something's going on. Yeah, when I visit the Spank Bank. <laughs> no. Um, no, but I've thought about it and I'm thinking, that's a pot. I'll never know because I don't first, or it could be nothing. No, and it it is nothing. It is nothing. But I remember Every time being on rings. the bus and the phone ringing and me looking at it and putting it back. The reason that I do that. Oh, and, she was calling. She was calling. Okay. And I'm thinking, this is old life. Yeah. This is old. This, this I don't want any anything to do with this. You know, most men wouldn't think that. You know, most men would just go back, even if it isn't. Even if the kisses aren't fulfilled, they would go back just to go back. Again, old. Yeah. I don't. I don't. I want to. I want to move on. I want to. I want to not deal with this. It's not her fault. She yeah. had nothing to do with yeah. it. As far if as anything, she, it's you. You were the asshole. Oh yeah, and I, you were the asshole. A hundred percent. I'll take responsibility. She liked for that. you, and she was. She was being. You uh, know, and you were reciprocating the love, not the love, but the I could have told her no. Yeah. I could have told her right now. So, but I just. I was just. But like, then to leave it out, calling her, letting her know. That, that I. I feel bad to this day. I still we regret call it. Her and tell her I have no idea where she is. I don't have a number. Text me her name, and I'll find on Facebook. I can tell you her first name. The ability <laughs> for me finding people on Facebook is unbelievable. I've never unbelievable. I, I can't. I couldn't give you her last name. No, I got you. You don't know her last name? Mm-mm. Jeez, dude. No. Uh, so th- I still feel bad. I still think about it. I still feel like that's ten years ago. It's time to move on. You yeah, feel but bad about it dude, you you know you hear these stories of like oh you know they, this was this you know you just feel like I don't want to be in anyone's negative story. Oh, dude, I'm, I don't want to be probably that. Probably a hundred people's negative stories, and it eats me up all the time. Eats me up all the time. There's like I I touch and I. I, I'm in contact with a lot of people all the time. I got 25 unremembered text messages from the minute we sat down. So I always think, like, somebody's probably talking to me right now. Because I always tell stories where, like, I meet somebody like, yeah, you know, my boy so-and-so was talking about you. My boy. so And so you got to think, there's those negative stories. Like, he's not what he seems. He's not who he tells everyone he is. He's a freaking asshole. You know what I'm saying? Because they might have met me before I, you know. Try to change my life and you know do all this or stuff. Or in that instance, you were an asshole. In that yeah, no, split, and there is times I'm an asshole. And the guy that calls me when in the middle of a text message, 
and I hang up the phone, he's thinking, yeah, that guy's an asshole. He doesn't pick up his phone. There's been times, there was a time on, uh, at a Monopoly show, it was like the end of the show. I sat at the back of the bar, and he was like, hey, check out this music, check out this music. I'm like, dude, it was my call. Email me the music. I'm not going to listen to it right now in the club. Send it to me. And he's like, just listen to it. Just listen. I'm like, dude, no, nah, I'm not going to listen to it. And then there's a point where I'm like, dude, get out of my face. I'm not going to check out your music. And then he went home, and he wrote a bad review about Young Bach Productions saying that I was acting Hollywood, sent the bar, and just trashing us. You know what I'm saying? He thinks I'm an asshole. There's, but this, because people... And it's good and it's a bad thing. You should internalize some things and, and think about what's happening. But you also shouldn't internalize everything yeah. because not everything has to do with you. Yeah, 100%. You could have I had, you could have had a headache that day and you just couldn't listen to music. Well, it, but listen, he doesn't think that. He it's thinks it's me. It's 1 o'clock in the morning. I don't me. have to come listen. I don't have to listen to music. I remember going to cover a show. Mm-hmm. 626 Fix somewhere or whatever it was. 626. Showcase. Yeah. Yeah, 626 Fix. Yeah. This kid kept bugging me. You're going to be there. You're going to be there. You're going to be there. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'll be there. All right. Hey, you're going to stay for my set. You're going to stay for my set. Stay for my set. You're going to stay for my set. And I'll be like, I'm like, yeah, man, I'll, I'll be, I'm here, bro. I'm not going anywhere. Stay but for, at some you, point, it gets you, like, you're going to stay for my uh, set, bro. I'm like, yeah. yeah. He goes, all right, well, you, dude, trust me. Once you see my set, it's going to be dope. Bro. I'm like, yeah. I, I And then he went up. And unknowingly, I didn't realize that he went up. I went downstairs. I had a beer. I'm sitting at the. I'm sitting yeah. at the bar. I'm drinking. He's pouring sweat coming <laughs> down the stairs, and he sees me sitting there, and he gives me this look like, and he just walks away. I've haven't talked. Who to was the, it? I don't. I haven't talked to the kid. I haven't seen him. But since. you know who it was. Come on. I remember who. I don't remember the name, but if I see it, I, I might remember. Do Mexican kid. He's not black kid. Mexican kid. I want to say Mexican. Okay, because if he was a black kid, it would have been easy for him to get get in. Go ahead. Oh, okay. Uh, so I'm like, uh, so now I'm a his story. I'm in his mind. Yeah. I'm an asshole. Dude, this guy I'm concept told me he's going to watch my set. I asked him five times. Hey, so I'm going to do this in I'm the past when two people are talking and he's yeah. standing there. He's like, oh yeah, you. So so it's me and concept. We're sitting there. Man, fuck that guy. Yeah. I'm like why? And there's a lot. Well, of they, that and so they're gonna be like, "Oh, what's wrong with They're gonna want to hear this. You fucking. It. And I'm now. I'm gonna sound. But in reality, dude, it had nothing to do with you. It was me being distracted, thirsty, whatever it was. But you, you internalized that, yeah. and now you, you're somebody's. He bat. dissed me, and it's gonna come back that he lied to me. He said he was going to see my set. As soon as I hit the stage, he walked downstairs, and he said, "Fuck this guy." I didn't even realize yeah. that he had he was performing until I see him walk down like sweating, and he looks at me, yeah. and it can only mean. Yeah. Like really, bro? He gives me one of these like, and he just turns around the other way and he goes. And I'm not. I'm thinking, oh, like it, it yeah. clicked what happened. I'm like, oh man, I feel bad now. And I'm like, well, what do I do? So I finish my beer and then I, I just eventually like, no, fuck it. Yeah, I'm drinking. Man. I'm yeah. not thinking. Well, it's it's been what a couple years, a couple months since it happened. You're it's still thinking about at it. At least three. Years. You're still thinking about it, dude. I feel bad about stuff. No, like, I feel I bad all the time. You know dude. what I'm saying? I feel bad. I don't have a lot time. of regrets, but. Doing that to that girl. Get ready on the right. Ready on the left. Ready on the firing line. You are now tuned into the Wake the Flock Up Network.